Tony Tripoli is here with us. <laughs> Got that hey, one Tony. right. Yes, it's our very special bonus episode. Tony, uh, you and Richie Rich have been Facebook friends. For many years, yeah, actually. Yeah, for years. And never, ever, ever met until moments ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. We know what's going on in each other's lives. Yeah. All that's the thing. Yeah. I was going to say it's like 90 Day Fiance, except Ooh. it's not, because we already know everything about We already know Literally. all each other's business. Yeah. So this is fine. Yeah, that's, and you're uh, a stand-up comedian and a writer. You used to mm-hmm. write for Joan Rivers and Fashion yeah. Police, and you actually just had a show last night at the Comedy Store. That's correct. Yeah, so uh, that's why you're out here in LA. Yeah, I lived here for 30 years, and then um, I have some, all my family is back home in Phoenix, and my dad was having a little medical situation, and mm-hmm. I sold my house and moved back home because I'm better than you. Mm. Attaboy. What a wonderful person I am. No, it's so great. I get I get to uncle with my three small nieces no, every day. That's great. It's so and you know, I don't mean to be that guy, but people in Phoenix are so much nicer than people in Los Angeles. So it really is a great daily life. But I have to drive six hours to come to, to come do. to showbiz. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And I mean we have a great stand up comedy scene. In Phoenix, but that's it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to be able to sell any shows to Netflix mm-hmm. from there. From Phoenix. So, yeah, you yeah. know, so At the dog and I like get the car and drive. Thousands of miles away or anything there. Yeah, so. no. No, I'm not trying to move to, you know, Vermont. Please some don't. bullshit. <laughs> so, tell our audience just a little bit about how you got into writing and comedy and how the fuck did you meet Joan Rivers? I know, it's crazy, right? Her? Like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, and she was so, oh my God, she was just the greatest. She was yeah. so, so cool. Uh, the, I mean, the, the, it's kind of a long story, but the gist of it is I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona. I had a, uh, I have a gay uncle. My, my uncle and my mother owned a flower shop. Mm-hmm. So like that kind of Oh gay. my God. That's yeah, 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 yeah. Like gay, gay. <laughs> and so when I was uh, 14, my freshman year in high school, he gave me a cassette tape that was Joan Rivers stand up album called what becomes a semi-legend most Uh, which you guys are both too young to know about but it was she had been hosting (laughs) she'd been hosting the tonight show pretty regularly for johnny Mm -hmm. carson and she was always so glamorous she was always in like a dior gown Mm -hmm. on the tonight show you know what i mean and um and so i knew who she was and i would stay up late because i never gave two shits about johnny carson as a kid you don't get it right but joan i always thought was really neat this beautiful glamorous woman funny how always kiss you when you're yeah. A, a gay child, mm-hmm. and it's always the right. opulent woman. But it was the other. <laughs> it finally gets her attention. You're like, oh. But it makes total sense. It because does. It's, it's the other of her. Mm-hmm. That she was so, she was inappropriate. She was looked down upon for being this otherwise glamorous looking woman who then said such impolite things, which I think is what young gay people feel like. I look yes. so ordinary, mm-hmm. but then when I open my mouth, everything's taboo. this stuff pops out that mm-hmm. seems to upset people and I'm just being my normal joyful child self mm-hmm. with just a lot of extra S's, you know? And so, <laughs> and so, uh, so yeah, so he gave me this, this tape and when every other kid in 1984 was lip I don't know, Michael Jackson's Thriller album into a hairbrush in the mirror. I was lip syncing along with Joan with the Liz Taylor jokes. <laughs> and, to the, and so oh. she, uh, like a year later, she came to Phoenix on that tour mm-hmm. and she played in Symphony Hall and I bought one ticket in the balcony and so I'm 15 years, no, I must have been 16 because I had my own car 
And I got my mom's key and I went to the flower shop and made this giant, I'm sure hideous, presentation bouquet. <laughs> and my plan was, because you remember on the Tonight Show shoot, I always give away the plants yes. that were on the set to oh, anyone yeah, she talked yeah. to. So my plan was, doesn't matter that I'm in the balcony, I'm going to go down there with the flowers and security's going to let me because I have flowers. And then I want to give her the flowers and she's going to see this cute little gay boy and be like, girl, come backstage after the show. We're going to be best friends. And then I'm going to be best friends with Joan Rivers. Okay. That's not what happened. I went, I gave her the flowers. She said, thanks, kid. And then security started pulling my elbow back. And I was like, wait, what? But my plant, I got no plant, no shine, nothing. Isn't that how this goes? Back in the balcony. So um, cut. I saw her many, many times live over the years. Never met her. Uh, my mother had always said I should do stand-up. I was never interested. Mm-hmm. I started my career like as a singer. I sang on cruise ships and shit like that. And then I'd been friends with Kathy Griffin. And so I would say, and this is like suddenly Susan, Kathy Griffin. So I would say, you know, something funny, hanging out with her watching Survivor, and she would say, I'm going to use that in the act, and I'd go, great. And I'd see her at the Laugh Factory, and she'd say my joke, and that feels good, and that was enough. Yeah. And so, but I sort of knew some comics, and what a tough world it was. And and then uh, my roommate... you didn't want to be a comic? Yeah, it's just really, you know, (laughs) so many comics are really, really unhappy. I mean, that's not a secret. And, um... And so then we had a big falling out uh, after we did the first season of her reality show, which, you know, people know about. And um, and I, you know, stopped singing and I was acting and doing little bits and stuff here. And I was on a TV show and my manager got called and asked if I would come and do stand up for this benefit for Glisten, which is a great charity for gay mm-hmm. youth mentoring for college. And my manager was like, well, he's not a comedian, but every time he comes in this office, he's got 20 minutes of hilarious stories, maybe he'll do it. So for charity, to prove my mother wrong, <laughs> I flew my mother and my father in from Phoenix to the Laugh Factory, the first time I ever did stand-up, the best room in town, 12 minutes, and I walked off stage and was like, oh my God, that's what I always should have been doing. Like, moms are always right. Uh, and so it I did stand-up just for free <laughs> around town, and um, the exec producers of that show, my stand-up, and they were doing the girl version of the soup, hosted by Danielle Fischel, who was Topanga. Oh my God, yeah, Bermuda. I remember yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted an all-female writing staff, but they wanted one gay guy in the room just of to course. kind of mix things up. And they asked if I would do it, and I was like, oh, I don't have any kind of, like, technique or any, like, deadline. Like, I'm, you know, yeah. I just think of something funny I say it on stage, but I don't really have, like, no, a... It's just something natural, it's not a technical. Sk- and they said, no, we think you'll be good. And they really, like, gave me a mm-hmm. television career. And so oh, I wrote on that awesome. show, really took to it well. And one day I'm at my desk, and all the writers were talking about Joan's documentary, which had come out that summer. And I had only seen it the night before. I was the last one to see it. That's a fantastic documentary. It really is amazing, right? Well, everyone in the world loved it but me. I Ah. hated it, and it made me not like Joan. I thought, because of my bad experience with Kathy Griffin, Mm -hmm. who, you know, just isn't a nice person. And Mm -hmm. it's okay. There's a lot of famous people that are horrible human beings. Yeah, less than stellar. Mm -hmm. And so, but I just thought something in Joan's documentary where she all she cared about was how much was on her schedule Mm -hmm. and working all the time. I just thought... My God, she can't be just a happy human yeah. and enjoy her friend. You know, for a day. I look back on it now and I was totally wrong. It, the, the documentary is wonderful and that isn't what Joan was like, but she was just really driven and that's mm-hmm. what they were showing. But in my skewed vision, I thought, so I was arguing with all the other writers. No, this made me not like Joan as much and she's my childhood hero. She's my favorite comedian of all time. My phone on my desk rings and it's the promotions department at E and they said, we're bringing back Fashion Police with Joan Rivers. 
we she doesn't like any of the promos we wrote. And she says, get three funny gay guys to Melissa's house tomorrow <laughs> to write new commercials. Can you go? We're literally talking about Joan in this moment. That's and so hilarious. I tell my boss, can I go work with Joan Rivers tomorrow or do you want me just to call in sick? Because I'm going either way. Yeah, I'm going. And obviously. he was, you know, a gay guy. He was like, of course, go. And he was like, she's going to steal you. And I'm like, whatever. And I went and in like 10 minutes of pitching jokes to her, she goes, I need to talk to you in the kitchen. And we get in the kitchen and she was like, you're my new head writer. She knew that quickly. She changed my life literally overnight. When I say overnight, by the time I got from Melissa's house in the Palisades to my um, condo in North Hollywood that I was renting a room in, mm -hmm. E had already called and they were like, you have a head writer contract? We need you to come in and sign tomorrow. <laughs> like, they didn't even know who I was. You're like, I do? Okay. She got someone with one television writing credit, the head writer gig. And then every year she would call the president of the network and be like, I'm calling for Tony's raise. What does he make now? Okay, well, I'm changing it to this. Make it happen. And the president would be like, okay, Joan. Like, she would put her dick on the table for me once a year and make sure that I was treated well. Like, it was, she took such good care of me. That and I wrote amazing. Fashion Police and In Bed with Joan and The Reality Show. I was her opening act for five years on the road all over. I mean, she really was like a grandmother to me. So I just have only the greatest. I'm actually just starting right now a book of adventures that I have with John. Because when you're oh, when you're the yes. person who's not at all famous, yes. standing oh, yeah. next to one of the most recognizable mm -hmm. people on the planet, it really is a, a great view of what fame is. Because oh, people would like elbow you and push you out of the way, honestly, because they didn't even see you mm -hmm. to get to her. And yet, then they would turn to you and be like, oh, can you take a picture? Like, I was the <laughs> fucking photographer uh -huh. for thousands of photos for people. But yet I understood, oh, this is your one time to meet her, what it meant. And she always understood. Yeah. She never, she had hair and makeup seven days a week. Mm -hmm. Even if she wasn't working, she still had hair and makeup come to the house. Because she was like, no, if someone bumps into Joan Rivers on the street. Yes, they're going to And it's their one time. Gonna, yeah. I don't want to give them Dionne Warwick <laughs> with no makeup and a baseball cap. Exactly. She goes, no, this is their one time to get to meet Joan Rivers. They deserve full Joan Rivers. Mm -hmm. And so it really wasn't about ego. It was like, I have everything I have because fans have been so good to me. So if a fan is going to meet me once, they deserve the full experience. Mm -hmm. I better be in a goddamn fur, even if it's 90 degrees. <laughs> like, she just said, I got to get into drag. Like it, was like, it was like a drag queen just going, I owe yeah. my fans this. And it really is, I mean, she was wonderful. Yeah, we talk about a lot in this show where we talk a lot of shit about celebrities. We yeah. also talk a lot yeah. of praise about celebrities because yeah. Wes and I have both been around the industry for so long right. and in different various shapes and sizes and around different people. And we have seen how quickly someone can go from being quote unquote normal or right. whatever to being in the spotlight. Totally. And you can see people who have changed and people who have stayed the exact same. And yeah. And I always like to say when you have a dream, I hate people are like oh yeah that person wants to be an actor that person wants to be a musician but I'm like you realize that if everyone had that mindset right of oh that person wants to be a comedian mm -hmm. that person wants to be a photographer that no one would want to do that right. Every, there's got to be no, someone right. willing to push through the oh pff, 
Yeah, she wants to be an actress. She'd be like, fuck you. Yeah, I do want to be an actress. Jonah, maybe no, I'll fall on my ass doing it. She but if I make no it, guess what? Tolerance for diva behavior. Like, every plane she got on, she always flew American Airlines. And she would, you know, by all the flight attendants knew her. Mm-hmm. But she would say, who's been on lately? And who's been on recently? And who was, who was mean to you? Who was an asshole? And, you know, she was always hearing about Russell Crowe just being yeah. so mean to people. And she was he, like, it, we've she goes, about that I'm going to meet him. him on the show. Yeah. And she was like, I'm going to meet that son of a bitch someday. And I'm going <laughs> to tear his balls off for the what he has done to those flight attendants. Like, she just was like, you don't ever. And the funny thing was, it was always r- reality people. Like, the Real Housewives were meaner than fucking Aretha Franklin, mm-hmm. who has a legit reason to be a mm-hmm. diva. Like, it was always the newly famous, like you're saying. Yep, it's like new money versus old money. It was always some asshole girl from the fucking Bachelorette mm-hmm. was the one that was, oh That's yeah, we had to turn the plane ass. around. Right. <laughs> and yet we had Victoria Beckham and fuck, you know, everyone else, She's and they were no high. great. Yeah. Exactly. You know she changes planes, changes clothes in the bathroom. Victoria Beckham wears oh, one outfit yes, through, the, through airport. the airport, gets on the plane with a garment bag, changes into another outfit, like a comfortable outfit in the bathroom. Then before they land, changes they into a again. new outfit. <laughs> a knows, third outfit. She knows how the news cycle works. I'm so I know bad. we're not supposed yeah. to do, oh, she's anorexic jokes. Right. But if you can change clothes in a fucking airplane <laughs> uh, bathroom... Uh, like, this is not Emirates first class with Jen Aniston in a bathtub. This is American Airlines. For I, real. So I can good for you, Posh Spice. Into the bathroom. Victoria Beckham was always our dream guest for Fashion Police because I suspect that she actually has an amazing sense of humor. She de- yeah, I bet that she is that, that dark, British, I've dry, sarcastic. Like, and so I bet Joan and she would have had just pee rolling yes, down their legs yes. laughing. And we, we had an offer out to her. It was literally, Joan will fly anywhere <laughs> to meet you any day, and all we need is two hours, and we'll bring a camera crew. Yeah. Like, you don't have to come to the set. Yeah. We'll meet you in a restaurant. We'll come Hello. to... We just could never schedule it. Damn. She slept on an opportunity. Yeah, like, no. Yeah. That and Rihanna. Rihanna was the one that Joan really wanted. She, Joan Rihanna was obsessed with Rihanna's very, fashion. Yeah, Rihanna's very Rihanna raw and Yes. Yeah, we she's have. a little messy for me, but I do love. I mean, her her fashion when she yeah. when she's doing an actual not like a bullshit look. Like, look at how ratchet I can look, but yet it's all expensive, so mm. it's fashion. Like that, I don't love when she just you know. Yeah. But when she is giving you a yes. glamour moment, the, I mean, you can't touch her. That's yes. her at the what is it the CFDAs a few years ago when she was in that nude dress that was just basically sparkles. Yes, that's it. Uh, you don't. I'm sorry. Everyone else can just quit. You can quit. No one's ever going to beat that. Hundred percent. Rihanna is a fave on the show. Mm-hmm. Come my, on the show. One of my favorite Jameson drinking buddies. I told this story before the show. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yes. We've had plenty of shots of Jameson's together. As, yeah. As a bartender, does does someone's drink order affect what you then think of them? A stranger comes no, up to the bar. I will, I will say this. Being in this. Being where I'm at and where it's located and the amount of people that come in there, it's funny to see the people who are so just, well, as we were talking about, down, oh, you can have some wine, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> down to earth and normal. Like I said, Rihanna came in on a random Tuesday, I was getting off my ship, and we just did Jameson shots. It was her, no entourage. What? On a Tuesday karaoke night at my bar, her and a girlfriend. 
Sit at the wow. bar. I just gotten off. She must have had a knife in her purse. It, like, <laughs> no, you know what I mean? Perhaps. Like, you don't go just you and another girl. Jameson, just chilling. She didn't give a fuck. Um, Josh Demel's come in. Sweet as pie. Yeah, don't had get me started on Josh Demel. <laughs> he's, he's delicious. Had a sure. And he, have you seen his dog rescue commercials? Oh, honey, I probably shouldn't. if you're not already in love with him, just oh. don't because this will make you. Yeah, no, your uterus will ache. I'm already ovulating. Yeah, yes. he does a thing for um, it's uh, not Purina. What's um, oh, I can't think of the name of the dog brand. It doesn't matter. Just Google Josh Dumel dog rescue. It's <laughs> all, all over you YouTube. Whoo, they're amazing. Yes. Yeah. He is. Yeah, but yeah. like you said, the and ones that are the most shits are the fucking little reality stars. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like typically to become an overnight sensation in Hollywood as an actor or a model or a singer or whatever, you have to work for a number of years right. before you hit that breaking point. Oh, yeah. Because that's where you actually meet enough people, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. Right, but and they know you're reliable. you're a reality star, typically you're sort of plucked from obscurity. Right. You could fight on camera. And this yes. platform where if you're on The Bachelorette, you're whatever The Bachelorette has like 20 million viewers. Mm-hmm. Like you are right. literally... A household name, but like, let's cut the hour. shit. Let's stop asking like Nene. Stop acting like Nene Leaks is a talent. Do you know what I mean? Right. She's a celebrity, mm-hmm. and there's not yeah. a goddamn thing wrong with that. And I have yeah. to say, having worked with her on Fashion Police, Nene was always perfectly lovely to me. So mm-hmm. I'm not trying to come for her. No, but it's like there are levels. She's not. Yeah, let's stop was, acting like say, she, she's I not an actress. She's not a stand-up comic. I know she might being a star. Yeah, she may be coming to your town doing stand-up comedy tour. That doesn't make her a stand-up comic because she has not fucking paid her dues doing mm-hmm. open mics in the clubs, grinding. No. Like that's how you become a real comic. So yeah, I'm sure she Wendy Williams. God knows Wendy is super talented at that thing she does. Yeah. But, you know, come on. Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper, when they come to your town with their little two-man show... Yeah. Okay, but that's not stand-up comedy. Well, because it's a different that's thing. That's all been written for them anyway. And enjoy it. I mean, and they're great. Yeah, and yeah. they're friends. And they have amazing stories. Right. And it works. Mm-hmm. But, like... But there needs to be a respect level given, I think. Right. And, I need, and an appreciation, I think, handed to those who have actually worked... Their right, let's call things what they are. The bottom. Did you guys watch Nanette? No. Uh-uh. Hannah Gatsby um, is a lesbian Australian butch dyke. So I know that's a lot, a <laughs> lot of layers removed from you two. That sounds yeah. like Charlene yeah. Benoit. But she, she has a, a Netflix special to, called yeah. Nanette that uh, it premiered about a month ago. And all the think pieces online were about how Nanette has completely just changed what stand-up is because really i loved this special Mm -hmm. i only laughed about three times in an hour that's not a cut no it's brilliant but it's performance art and it's about her getting raped and her experience as a lesbian and a very mannish looking Mm -hmm. lesbian and how people treat her you know it's about really serious topics and it's brilliant and she makes you think and she makes the straight people in the room so uncomfortable and says you should <laughs> and, and 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 for I a reason it's yeah. it's brilliant but let's just not call it stand up it's yeah. it's a one woman show it's yeah, a theater piece show. it's incredible right. buy it yeah. watch it see it it's wonderful but it's sort of like yeah let's Don't just call things what they are exactly yeah. one well, on that note uh, are you 
promoting a next show that you're doing? Can you tell our audience how they can kind of catch up with you and see you? Oh, yeah. I mean, find me on Facebook. Facebook is my social media platform yeah. of, of choice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, got, I have stand-up happening all over. Um, so you can see. And then there's 20com but I don't really update that as much as I should. But Twitter and Facebook are the ones I'm trying to do Instagram. But girl, I'm 48 years old. None of y'all want me up on your Instagram. And I'm barely on Instagram. All I'm gonna do is say shady business to all the thirst trappers. So yeah, like they need to keep person. me off. Yeah. This is why we basic friends so much. We just they need talk to... shit all the time. I can't. Can. Just take pictures of you and the audience at your shows and yeah. post those on Instagram I with just, like ugh. little quotes of your jokes. Your little yeah, video. yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, really I'm trying. Little um, videos. I will say this is something that I'm mad about that yeah. I would love to have your perspective on hmm. um, because I know the viewers don't know this, but one of you is white and one of you isn't. Um, <laughs> oh, we say this all the time yeah. because they mix it up. They do actually. Oh, do they? Yeah. Our logo and our business cards have clearly, literally with our names underneath our faces and they <laughs> flip us around for whatever reason. Well, I'll tell you, I'm sitting here. the black with, one can't be the richie rich, apparently. I'm <laughs> sitting here with you and I can clearly uh, tell which one of you is which. Yeah. But, <laughs> Um, no, but so I am upset about a phenomenon mm -hmm. that you will see a lot on Facebook and Twitter and such of white people deciding they're going to announce that they're just taking a week off as political mm -hmm. on social media. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's what white privilege is that you think that you actually have the luxury of just opting out of politics for I'm a week gonna press pause for a couple mm -hmm. of days. because I you're not such an oppressed minority group <laughs> that's literally fighting it, so. for your existence so you can just turn the volume down for like 48 to 72 hours yeah. right like i just feel like well how about be America. a trans woman for a week right? and see if you can ever even find the fucking volume button on that like i just find that I, to me it's the same as the on grinder the no asians mm -hmm. you fucking uh, typed uh, that you yes. typed that out in Ten 2018? Nine. Like, here's the thing. You all have your preferences. That's in, Do your thing. You don't have to respond to anyone that you're not interested in. You can block anyone. But don't type it out and put it as a headline. If you need to do some self-care and just disappear from Facebook right. for a week, do you, do boo. It. That's fine. Right. Don't brag about your ability to yeah, do it. To do That's it. what I'm... Okay. Yeah. So well, you guys said. are with me on that? Well, 100%. Okay. Yes. And that's well, was, what really grinds my gears. Right. I wish Ooh. that most of them would just disappear without notice. That'd be great. I know. Just, just delete your Facebook. That'd be just great. Go. So we're at the end of a very special bonus episode. Tony, uh, you obviously, like I said, we can follow you on Facebook. Yeah, you have please. a bunch of shows coming up. Um, would you have any maybe last words, advice, etc., to people who have followed you and supported you over the years? If anybody comes to LA, you've got to take Wes's Pilates class. <laughs> yes. He fucked my business up uh -huh. yesterday. Uh, you know, I had to go get a massage today. Yeah. Literally before I came here, I had a massage with full release, by the way. <laughs> but so just blowing. so you know, it wasn't an orgasm. It was just a big fart. But I felt I felt worlds better afterwards. Either way, Either I'm way. a new man. Um, no, but yeah. So, so definitely go. For, is it Dr. Dr. What's it called? Pilates. Dr. Pilates. Yeah, DR okay. Pilates. People call it Dr. Pilates. Yeah, that's what I assumed it was. Yeah. But um, so play on words. The owner's that's name okay. is Doug Rico. So. Well, oh, it, that, that makes that sense. was great. Yeah. And uh, come on and see Doug behind or uh, mm -hmm. Don behind the bar. 
Because oh, he's yeah. not going to judge you for your order. That's not at all. <laughs> yeah, I would. If anyone yeah. came up and was like Jaeger bombs, I'd be like, get out. Oof. Oh, all the time. Yeah. I'm just like that's your bread and like, butter, isn't it? Trash person. Yeah. No, it's so rare. Thank God. Oof. Vodka Red Bull. Oh, gross. I can always tell uh, you that... just turned 21. Yeah, so get out. Like, oh, what you drink. I, that's how I can it's know how old yeah. you are. Get out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, your cheapest tequila. Sorority girls. Your cheapest? Someone really girls. says your cheapest tequila? Oh. UCLA sorority girls. Wow. All in black That's dresses. dangerous. Yeah, I'm all you really that. want you could lose your vision. Liquor? Right. Uh-uh. That's like you really want Girl, someone to choices. rip one of your holes out tonight. <laughs> choices. Wow. On that note, we're going to peace out. Thank you for listening to this bonus episode. We'll see you guys next time for our regular episode. Bye. Bye.